Thank you for joining us today. As always, it is such a pleasure and a blessing to be with you. Today's message is a question that many ask, and based upon statistics, is one that definitely needs to be addressed. And the question is, is this, are we saved, meaning are we going to heaven by our works, i.e. the good things that we do in life, or are we saved by grace? It was an interesting statistic, and I think you will find this statistic interesting as well. The American Worldview Inventory 2020 survey that was conducted by the Cultural Research Center found that 52% of American Christians believed that they get into heaven based upon the good works that they do. And that's how they get God's acceptance. While 46% of self-identified Christians believe that salvation comes by the confession of sins and the acceptance of Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Of this group, of this 52% of Christians that believe that their works get them into heaven, 46% were Pentecostal, 44% were Protestants, 41% were Evangelicals, and 70% were Christians. So the big thing here is, how do so many Christians get it wrong believing that works get them to heaven? It seems that there is a great divide about what people think. Before we look at Scripture and we actually talk about, well, what does Scripture really say about this? I've heard many people say, well, I don't sin anymore. Now, the Bible makes it clear that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In fact, 1 John 1.8 says that if we claim to have no sin, then we are fooling ourselves and we are not living in the truth. I've had other people tell me, well, I'm good. I, I'm a good person. So therefore, I, I, I feel like I will be able to go to heaven. Now, while we do some good things, we are sinful. We are, we are not right with God based upon our sin and based upon our brokenness. In fact, the Bible tells us the condition of the human heart. In Jeremiah 17.9, it says, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things. It is desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Now, with us being broken and sinful, you see, that sin and that brokenness, as I said, it separates us from perfect and holy God. So here's the thing. It doesn't really matter how many good things that you do You've already done wrong. Now, some people say, well, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. But imagine if you're in a court of law and you have broken the law and you have done something that you shouldn't have done. You have broken the law. But after breaking the law, before you are caught or apprehended, you go out and you do a bunch of good things. You, you take care of children and you, you feed the poor and you do all of these things that you feel like that you could do. And then when you stand before the judge and the judge says, you're guilty of this certain thing, here is your punishment, here is your fine. You say, well, wait a minute, judge, I, I've also fed the needy and helped some widows and, and I've done all these good things. And the judge would say, well, that's great, you've done all those good things, but you have still broken the law and justice must be served. Now you see, with our God being a perfect and holy God, He demands justice. And we would expect him to demand justice. 
So do our works get us into heaven? Absolutely not. Our salvation is 100% a gift from God. Our salvation is accomplished by the substitutionary death of Jesus on the cross only and nothing else. There is nothing else you can add to it to make it better. It is not a little bit of what Jesus did and a lot of what you did or a lot of what Jesus did and a little bit of what you did. It is only 100% what Jesus did. That is how we are saved. We are saved by grace through faith apart from works. You see, imagine someone that you knew that was incredibly generous. Maybe someone that's a new person and they, they came into town and you just met them and they said, hey, you seem like a great person. Here's what I want to do. Since you have befriended me and we have become friends, I want to buy you any house in town of your choice. You choose what it is and I'm going to buy it for you. And on one day he shows up in front of this beautiful house that you've selected and he hands you the deed to the house. And you say, oh, you reach in your pocket and you pull out two pennies or two of the smallest currency that you know of in your country. And you go to hand it to him and you say, this is such a big gift. I, I, I'm, not even, I'm not even worthy to accept this. Why would you give me such a gift? I can never repay you for this. If we did that, if we turned around and tried to hand him two pennies for what this person had done, for this gift that this person had done for us, it would be insulting to him. And likewise, we insult Christ anytime we try to add our filthy rags or any type of righteousness to this, to this unbelievable, incredible gift of salvation that Christ has given us. Jesus paid it all, and we can't do anything to add to it. And we can't do anything to take away from it. Our faith and trust in Jesus Christ is what saves us. Our repentance of sin and believing that He is who He is is what saves us. In fact, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says this. It says, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. This is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for good things we have done so that no one can boast. So let's look at that for a minute. Here in verse 8 it says, God saved us by grace when you believe. That is believing in Jesus. When you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that He came to this earth, that He died, and that He ultimately rose from the dead, defeating sin and death, He paid that debt. You remember earlier we were talking about standing in front of a judge, and we had done wrong and we had to pay a fine or some sort of penalty for justice. If I take us back to that court and we are standing there, and we are standing before God with this justice, this, this penalty, this fine that is due for what we did wrong. But then the judge says, your debt's been paid. You're free to go. That is what Jesus did for us. He stood in between us and what we did wrong. And by trusting and believing in Him, it is not based upon our own righteousness, be it the the things that we try to do to be right. It is based upon His righteousness. Verse 9 says, Salvation is not a reward for the good things that you could do. So it doesn't matter how many good things that we can do. It is not that we can get there so that we can't boast 
about the good things that we've done. It is 100% what Jesus did. Many people are deceived when we look at those statistics that we saw earlier of how many people believe that their good works or in addition get them to where they think they can, they can get to heaven. You see, there's two words that are thrown around in Christian theology. One is justification, one is sanctification. And this is really where in the process of this message, we, we kind of come to a fork in the road. Justification is what Jesus did for us. It makes us right with God. It allows us to go to heaven. Sanctification is the process of becoming more and more like Jesus. This is a lifelong, we don't even accomplish it in our life. It is a process of the Holy Spirit, by the power of God in us, the Holy Spirit changing us. Once we've been justified, once we believe in Jesus, it is this process of us becoming more and more like Christ. That is our sanctification. And the Holy Spirit produces these works, be it these good things, in us. Now, one thing that comes up sometimes is people would say, well, if I'm saved by grace... And it doesn't have anything to do with my works, then does it matter that I continue to sin? You know, we, we grow up in an environment where we're told, obey the law, do what is right, love on people. But if we look at God's word and we say we're saved by grace, well, then does it matter? Yes, it matters. We are not saved by the good works, we are saved for good works. Let me repeat that again. We are not saved by our good works. We are saved for our good works. Romans 6, 1 through 2 says this, well then, should I keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? And Paul says, of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Remember, we were saved for good works. Now we started with those two verses a minute ago in Ephesians 8 and 9, where it says, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you cannot take credit for this. This is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that you have done, so that no one can boast. But now listen to verse 10. Verse 10 is the very next verse, and it says this. It says, For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do good things. He planned for us long ago. That is the works part of it. When we follow Jesus, when we are saved, long ago God created the good things that we will do in our life, the works that we will do. Now, what becomes really interesting with all of this is this, is that we live in a world where works get us somewhere. That without our works, we don't accomplish anything. So for us, for humans, it is very hard for us to understand a gift. We feel like we have to work for it. We feel like in our jobs or with relationships, with 
all of this we have to push forward we have to work we have to work for it and for some reason we put that on salvation as well that this is something that we have to work for and with that comes a very sometimes a legalistic approach that people say well i have to do this and i have to do that to get god's acceptance well there is nothing there for us to gain god's acceptance As I mentioned a minute ago, it is a free gift that is given to us. And Paul himself, the Apostle Paul, that wrote more than half of the New Testament, he even attests in his writings to the Romans of how hard it is. You see, when we're saved, when we are are justified with God, when we believe in Jesus, we don't immediately stop sinning. We have a change of heart. We, we become new. We start on a new path. So while many of us can beat ourselves up about this and say, oh, well, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. We must remember that we were created for our good works. We don't gain salvation by our works. And this is what Paul says in Romans seven fifteen. He says, I don't really understand myself for I want to do what is right but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. We cannot be legalistic about our work. Our work is for the glory of God. We strive to do what is right, knowing there is no way that we will be perfect in this life, but we strive nonetheless. We work, but we don't work for our salvation. It is a byproduct. Our works are a byproduct of the spirit that resides in us. You see, in the Old Testament, before Jesus came, there was a law that everyone had to fill or try to fill. And this law was, many people know some of these, there's like the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not murder, all of these different laws that were set up. Jesus said, because he offered grace, he said, when I came, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. In fact, Jesus was asked, what is the most important law? And in Matthew 22, 36 through 40, Jesus said this teacher, when they asked, which is the most important commandment of the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest command. And the second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus says this, The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based upon these two commands. Jesus said in John 14, 15, If you love me, obey my commands. So while grace is not free access to continue to sin, it is exactly the opposite. It is for us to show love. It is for us to love God. And by loving God, we do what he says. That we follow Jesus. And when you follow someone, you follow them wherever they go. All the things that we do, we must do them in love. And if we do our acts, if we do our works, not for salvation, but for the glory of God, if we do all of our acts in love, That is what God has called us to do. 
Galatians 5, 6 says this. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. 1 Thessalonians 1, 3 says, As we pray to our God and Father about you, we think of you. We think of your faithful work, your loving deeds, and enduring hope you have because of our Lord Jesus Christ. In conclusion, we are not saved by our good works. We are saved for our good works. We must obey God. He is our creator. Jesus did an amazing thing for us. And when we take the time to think about the love that was poured out for us, when we take a minute to think about what Jesus really did and we realize the power and the mercy provided to us, our only response should be to love and to follow Jesus. And when we're full of love, and we show that love, and that love reflects back to Christ. Jesus said, people will know that you are my disciples by the way you love each other. So as Christians saved by grace through faith, we have a whole new motivation. And that motivation is love and to show and share that love so that Christ can be glorified. And while there are many people out there that may be listening to this message and you say, well, I thought that I did get to heaven by my good works. Jesus said that I, He is the only way to the Father. That your works cannot do because you, have already, you are already guilty. But by Jesus' sinless life, by His death and resurrection, He offers life. He offers salvation to those that will accept Him. So if that's you today and you have never accepted Jesus as your Savior and you feel moved and as we've talked about this and we, we've looked at good works and the things that we've done, if you've been moved and you feel repentant of the things that you have done wrong, I want to invite you to say this prayer with me. The Bible tells us that if we acknowledge that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our heart that, Christ, that God raised Him from the dead, and we are saved. Then you can experience eternal life in heaven with Jesus if you commit to follow Him all the days of your life. So if that's you today, and there's no special or specific prayer, this is a change of heart and a confession with mouth, but I'll lead you in a prayer. If that's you today, wherever you're at, just repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, we thank You. We thank You for Your Word. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your sacrifice. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That he came to earth, died and rose from the dead for payment for my sins. I ask for forgiveness for my sins. Take me. Change me.
to be more and more like Jesus. I will follow Him all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If that's you today and you prayed that prayer for the first time, we'd ask that you please message us or email us so that we can rejoice with you, so that we can follow up with you. We encourage you to continue to uh, attend and, and visit with us. Watch these videos. And we ask that you would please like, share, subscribe, whatever your choice of social media, so that this message can reach more people for Christ. God bless you.